You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. I am so excited for today's guest who, like me, grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We have so much in common, and I learned so much from him, and I know you will too. So let me paint a picture. Imagine being a highly respected physician for over 20 years, only to be blindsided by a diagnosis that would shake your entire world. That was the case for Dr. Bill Rawls, a fourth-generation physician who had dedicated his entire life to medicine until he was diagnosed with Lyme disease in his 40s. Dr. Rawls was faced with the harsh reality that conventional medicine couldn't offer him a solution, and he knew he had to take his health back into his own hands. Sound familiar? Yes. Yes, I know it does. And so Dr. Rawls embarked on a journey to regain his health, and he started exploring alternative and natural therapies that would ultimately lead him to the forefront of the integrative health movement, studying the power of herbs. And now for the past 15 years, Dr. Rawls has extensively studied the science behind herbs and herbal therapies and new sustainable approaches for protecting our health. And he's here today to share the revelations that have helped him and thousands of others reclaim their health and reclaim their lives. He is the medical director of Vital Plan, which is a holistic health and herbal supplement company out of Raleigh, North Carolina, right next to Chapel Hill, where I grew up. And he's the author of two amazing best-selling books. One of them I've got in my hands right now, The Cellular Wellness Solution and Unlocking Lime. And this interview was so good that I actually asked Dr. Rawls to stick around to cover some health headlines with me and answer some of your burning listener questions when you're sliding into my DMs and posting in the Facebook group. I got you. So this is actually going to be a two-part episode. So stay tuned for that. And here is part one of my interview with Dr. Bill Rawls. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. He is the author of The Cellular Wellness Solution. Please welcome Dr. Bill Rawls to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm so grateful to have you, and I already know that we're kindred spirits, and I have two reasons for that. Do you want to hear what they are? Yeah, go. Okay. So the first one is that I always say on this podcast and in my book, the body is designed to heal itself when given the tools that it needs to do so. And so here I am researching you and I pulled up your social media and your Instagram bio says the body has an amazing ability to heal itself if given the opportunity. I love it. It's so true. Yes. Yes. I was like, this is someone that's, we're going to have the best conversation ever. Yeah. You know, it, it, took me do it going to a deep dark place to actually figure that out though so it's um it's been a journey and it, you know it, it's it's 
it's interesting and fun being on this side of it. Yes. Well, I'm definitely going to ask you about that journey today. But first, the second reason that I knew that we were kindred spirits, which you already know what I'm going to say, is that you practice currently in Wilmington, North Carolina, and you're from Chapel Hill. And I'm from Chapel Hill as well. And I went to college yeah. in North Carolina. So we're just besties already. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, North Carolina is a good place. There's a lot of diversity here. And uh, me, I'm a coastal person. Um, it's really good being on the coast and I do a lot of uh, water sports and outdoor activities. It's just great. Yeah. I love the coastal aspect as well. When I was growing up in Chapel Hill, we always had a beach house in Topsail Beach. And um, uh -huh. so my family would go there and my dad sounds like he was a lot like you. He's like anything to get him on a boat, anything to get him near the water. Right. And so eventually when I went to college in Wilmington, they moved to their Topsail Beach house. So we spent a lot of time over there, a lot of time on the coast. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So there's nothing bad you can say about North Carolina. All right. So Dr. Rawls, let's get into your journey a little bit. So as a fourth generation physician, you dedicated your life to medicine. But in your late 40s, you found yourself facing a personal health crisis when you were diagnosed with Lyme disease. And that's when you say everything changed. And I feel like we've all had that moment when it's like the light bulb, the aha, everything changes. So take me through that journey and how that went for you. Well, I started out just conventionally trained physician, but even with that, when I was in medical school, I was not attracted to management of chronic illness with drug therapy because so many people just didn't get well. And so I went into obstetrics and gynecology because it was a young patient population. People typically got well when they, you know, when you had to intervene and delivering a baby was just really cool. But that came with, and you know, practicing in a small town, that came with the obligation of 24-hour call in the at the hospital every second to third day and every second to third weekend, plus managing a busy practice. So I was just, you know, every time I was on call, I might get three hours, four hours, lucky six hours of sleep. Wow. This was every second to third night. Yeah. Um, and that catches up with you. You know, when I was in my 30s, I could balance stress of work and being a good family guy and working in the community. I could do all of those things and just not sleep and do it all. Right. But by the time I reached the end of my 40s, I crashed. And it ultimately forced me to stop practicing obstetrics. But even giving up the call, I didn't get better. My whole body was just in a tailspin and I just, it was a wreck. I had virtually every symptom you can imagine, but the medical system really couldn't figure it out. And I finally adopted a diagnosis of fibromyalgia because nothing else really fit, uh, which is not a diagnosis that anybody wants. Right. So like many people with uh, fibromyalgia, you know, I was looking at all the symptoms and going, something's got to be causing this. And the most obvious thing was, have I got some kind of microbe that's making me sick? And the only thing anybody knew about at that time was Lyme disease. So anybody with a diagnosis of fibromyalgia starts looking for a diagnosis of Lyme disease. And it's not surprising. I mean, I got bitten by ticks all through my youth um, and finally got that diagnosis. And it was like, finally, yes, you know, I've got something that I can fix. Took antibiotics, 
got sicker, (laughs) made me worse. And ultimately, just out of desperation, turned to herbal therapy with low expectations that they were going to help, but desperate. And I started getting well. And, you know, it was fits and starts. And over a five-year period, I regained my health completely. But during that, it was that big eye-opener of what is chronic illness? Why are people not getting well from drug therapy and what's going on here? So that journey carried me for to a very different place of understanding. So I've spent the past decade and a half researching what chronic illness actually is and, and what the herbs were actually doing in my recovery. So I've now been taking herbs for 15 years continually. Wow. Um, I don't take the doses that I did at once, but I'm still taking herbs every single day. And at 65, despite the fact that at age 50, I had severe arthritis in my knees and all through my body. My lower back was a mess. I had heart symptoms, brain symptoms, gut symptoms, every symptom you can imagine. At age 65, I don't have symptoms that I started collecting in my 30s. Amazing. I'm still kite surfing and doing some pretty rigorous stuff. I got it all back and I'm still aging, but I'm aging differently. And that is really exciting to explore. Absolutely. And I love stories like yours. I feel like the word anti-aging isn't it. It's just a different way of aging where you're allowing your body not to suffer from all of the things that it usually is suffering for at that age that it doesn't have to because as you say, the body can heal itself, right? And so you figured out some of the tools and in your case, it was herbs. I know you've written multiple books, which I want to get into, but Tell me about, talk to me about being in the medical field and then kind of bucking the traditional way of doing things. Was that hard for you? And was it hard for maybe the people around you to see you choosing herbs over pharmaceuticals and that type of thing? Yes. At that time, I was in a small town and I left my medical practice. And being in a small town, you don't let people know that you're ill. Oh. You know, they're they're not going to come see you. So I really didn't have the option of disability. So I started my own practice, primary care, but with this idea of building out what I, what I would call a wellness practice that I really didn't know what that meant at that point. So I couldn't really tell people what was going on. I kept it very, very secret. And people just really wondered about me. You know, why did this guy suddenly stop and leave his practice? Um, My partners really didn't understand my situation and the community didn't. And as some of those things got out, though, you know, it's uh, I I cultivated a following with a lot of patients that were had similar struggles. But the medical community, many of them were kind of like, who is this guy and what is he doing? Yeah. (laughs) And ultimately, I closed the medical practice because it became so difficult to function within that very, very dysfunctional system. And um, since then, you know, it's more been consulting um, more like on a health coaching level, not really managing medications. You know, I'm a co-founder in a supplement company. I found that developing programs and writing and reaching people through books, I could more efficiently help people in a bigger way. 
Absolutely. And so you, as I do, take a holistic approach to health, looking at the whole person rather than masking symptoms with drugs. Tell me about the difference between the approach of drugs versus herbs and more natural solutions. Let's go a little deeper. Okay. Let's talk about the body differently. Okay. Our bodies are a collection of cells. The smallest functional unit is a living cell. So our cells are like little microscopic machines that do work. And they're all independently functioning, but they all function in synchrony. So hormones and nerves and all the things that we have is for, for messaging in our body are basically cells talking to one another. So everything, all the cells in the body have to talk to one another and communicate to work in synchrony mm -hmm. to make things done. Of course, there are different types of cells. We've got heart cells and brain cells and thyroid cells, but they all have a job and they're all doing work to keep us alive. And when all of our cells are healthy and all of that is synergized, we feel great. Mm -hmm. So good health is a reflection of healthy cells in your body. If you have a symptom, it's because cells have been stressed or injured. So cells need these basic things. They need the right nutrients. If you eat a bad diet or, and they need a clean environment, all the toxins that we're exposed to, and they need downtime for sleep. I found that out the hard way. Yeah. To so they need have to have downtime to recover. They need good blood flow, and that's chiefly from being physically active, and they need protection from microbes. That turns out to be our cells' arch enemy. Mm -hmm. And if cells aren't getting those things, then things start breaking down. Cells are weakened, and functions start breaking down. So symptoms are a reflection of cells losing function. And so, so that cellular component is a big part of it. So when we look at our system, our medical system, it's all focused on symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. Treating symptoms. People, and you know, you, you develop a symptom and you want to go to the doctor and say, hey, give me something, get rid of this symptom, I'm tired of this. Yep, a pill for an L. So the drugs are designed to block symptoms acutely. So all drugs block manifestations of illness, symptoms, and processes. But they don't do anything to the, the things that are stressing the cells. So when somebody becomes chronically ill, it means there are stresses ongoing that are stressing their cells. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing with the drugs is just blocking the manifestations of that. And so we, we don't want to feel the symptoms. So we artificially block it. But it's, it doesn't work very well. So there's side effects and the drugs typically don't work that long. And a lot of drug, drugs really don't work very at all, very well at all. And some drugs can even make you sick. Mm -hmm. No drugs promote true wellness because they don't address cellular stress. Bottom line. So drugs are really valuable in acute stages of illness for stabilizing the, a bad situation. Sure. And, and for that, you know, we should be grateful. So we depend on our medical system for acute intervention, which is really super important for, you know, you break your leg or have a heart attack or those kinds of things. Wow, we do a great job and that's really important. But when we look at chronic managing chronic illness, we're using those acute intervention tools and trying to apply them to this chronic situation that cells are stressed and it doesn't work. Right. So that's the difference. The herbs I'm using. Now, when I say herbs, there's a lot of range all the way from things that are more like food to things that are more like drugs. So kind of in the middle, there are these herbs 
and, and the things that I used in my recovery that were actually reducing stress factors of cells. That's how they reduce symptoms. They mm-hmm. reduce the stress. So they block free radicals and toxic substances and radiation, but especially microbes, because every herb, every plant has antimicrobial properties. So it's, it's, it's getting that microbe factor, which we can go in and do deeper if you like. But, you know, so that's really important. So what the cells are doing is blocking cellular stress. And when you block cellular stress, cells can recover. And that is what healing is. Healing is the ability of cells to recover from stress and regenerate. Drugs can't do that. Drugs don't promote healing. Herbs, by blocking cellular stress, promote healing. So the two can be complementary, but they are like apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. Right, exactly. And thank you for explaining that so eloquently. This is what my family certainly didn't understand when we were uh, back in North Carolina when I lived there. And my mom had multiple sclerosis growing up my entire life, but it really got bad when I was in college. And I told you my parents moved to Topsail and I was in Wilmington. And every single thing that she did for her her MS was to mask a symptom of the pain, never addressing the underlying cause. And then each of those pills that she would take would have one or two side effects, which would then require another pill to mask the side effects too. So by the end of my mother's life, her life was a drawer, a plastic drawer, like one of those mobile things of plastic drawers full of pills that she would walk around the house with, would follow her around because every hour she was taking a multitude of pharmaceutical drugs, which in my opinion, you don't have to agree with me, doctor, don't worry. But in my opinion, I believe led to her cancer that ultimately killed her. But (laughs) what I think is all of those pills were doing were just masking all the symptoms so she couldn't even feel the pain and no doctor had a cure for MS and no one was talking about natural cures. Nobody had any idea back then in our circle of people or doctors or anything like that about holistic healing, about the body's ability to regenerate and heal itself, about the healing power of herbs, about the importance of changing our diets. And so we just didn't know better. So when you don't know better, you can't do better. So it's not the fault of the patients or even the doctors who don't know better, right? We just don't know. But now we have all of these powerful tools at our fingertips, including your book, The Cellular Wellness Solution. And let me just tell Food Heals Nation, this is a thick book, right, Dr. Wells? We're like 600 <laughs> pages here. So. Well, it's, it's like four books, all right? <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about that. What did you pack in here that can help people like my mother who ultimately died of cancer, like my father who ultimately died of cancer, like anyone else who's suffering from MS, Lyme, all of these chronic conditions that are very often can be lifestyle-related chronic conditions that we can heal in reverse? How can this book help us? Well, let me add to your story a little bit first. So way back when I was opening up this wellness practice and just figuring out what the heck that was, I started writing. Um, You know, part of my therapy was writing. So I wrote information that I thought was important about diet and clean environment and all these things and developed this standard regimen of herbs that I thought, you know, anybody could use. And I had patients that were desperate that they hadn't gotten anywhere with the medical community to come and see me. And there was this one patient who, with MS who came in on a wheelchair 
And I said, you know, look, I, I can't manage your MS. I don't know enough about the drug therapies or anything else. And she said, that's okay. I'm just interested in this thing with herbs that you've been doing. So she did the diet and the herbs and all of the other things. And I really didn't at that point know why things were happening the way they were. Mm -hmm. But she was out of the wheelchair and walking with a cane in six weeks. Oh my gosh, that warms my heart so much. Wow. Food Heals Nation, you've heard me talk a lot lately about cured nutrition. I started out with their sleep supplements and they were really helping me. So I started trying out some of their other supplements to see could these adaptogens, could these cannabinoids help me during the day as well. So let me tell you about my experience with Rise. Rise by Cured Nutrition is actually something to help busy people like me, busy people like you who are always looking for ways to improve our productivity. I was intrigued by the blend of functional mushrooms, adaptogens, and cannabinoids that this Rise supplement actually offers. So I want to reduce my caffeine intake. I'm not giving up coffee, but I'd like to have a little less. And so I have been blown away by the results of Rise because it helps you eliminate or drink less of that midday coffee. And it also helps like increase your ability to complete your daily tasks. It gives you focus and energy. It's really cool. And I know we live in this world where there are so many things, there are so many people, there are so many notifications, there's so much social media, there's so much going on all day. It's trying to take and steal our attention, right? So it's very easy to get distracted and to get unproductive. And for me, I'm like, how can I stay focused? So I'm actually really thankful for Rise and how this supplement has helped keep me more like laser focus on the goals that I have set out to accomplish each day and frankly, each month and each year. So what's cool about Rise is it was custom formulated by Cured Nutrition's very own in-house clinical herbalist, and it took over a year to develop, so they're not messing around. This blend contains lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, rhodiola, ginseng, and broad-spectrum CBD, and each of their ingredients have been carefully chosen for their specific health benefits. And when you put them all together, they basically provide this extended mental clarity, good for performance, checking things off the to-do list without the jitters, without the crash. This is what nootropics do. So if you're looking for a nootropic that really delivers, I would recommend giving Rise a try. And of course, you know, I have an exclusive discount code for you, Food Heals Nation. Thank you, Cured Nutrition. Go to curednutrition.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS at checkout. You'll save 20% off your Rise. You can save 20% off your CBN night oil, which I've talked about before. You can save 20% off your Serenity gummies, which I've talked about before. You can even check out the Daily Dose Bundle, and that's a bundle of their Rise, the Aura, and the Zen. And the cool thing about that is when you do the Daily Dose Bundle, not only do you get the Rise, but you also get an extra 10% off for 
bundling, right? And you know, the aura is for our gut health and immunity and the Zen is for sleep. So you're kind of bundling a whole day's worth and night's worth together. So I think that's awesome. So again, it's all over at curednutrition.com. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS. You'll save 20% off and don't forget to bundle for an extra 10%. Enjoy. What are the types of protocols that you help people with, whether it's Lyme or MS, and how do you determine what's the right herbs for them? There is no absolute one size fits all, but where I am and where this journey with Lyme disease has carried me is really understanding disease, chronic illness completely differently. Mm -hmm. And what I can tell you is all chronic illnesses are fundamentally related. They have very similar causes. And because the herbs are addressing those causes, then the herbs are working for a lot of different situations. And I know that sounds pretty fantastic, but you know, if you want to go a little bit deeper with that, we can, and, and I'll help you understand what I mean go for and it. why this is so important. Let's go deep. Tell me everything. All right. It has to do with our relationship with microbes. And, you know, and, and this started out with me with this going with this Lyme disease going, okay, I've got to find something to kill these microbes. And then I realized I wasn't ever going to get rid of the microbes, but there were all these co-infections. And then I started looking at the connections to other chronic illnesses. And then there were more and more and more microbes that I was looking at. And I started looking at microbe characteristics. So what we pay attention to are microbes that cause acute illness, like Ebola, uh, most recently COVID, that sort of thing. Sure. But those are pretty few and far between for what, you know, when, when we look at our total microbe exposure. So what it boils down to is we have literally thousands upon thousands of microbe exposures during our lifetime. And most of the time are low grade and we don't eat, we're not even aware that they happen. It starts probably even before you're born mm. that some of your mother's microbiome is being transferred into your system. Um, and then after you're born, when you start putting things in your mouth and get scratched by cat or dog and, you know, or mingling with other kids and playing and, in the dirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And later intimate contact with other people. And then bug bites, insect bites. Mm. Every, every one of these things is an encounter with microbes. And a lot of times we don't know about it. But what I also learned is microbes are constantly trickling over from our gut, from our gums, from our sinuses, throughout our body. So our, it looks like our bloodstream is more kind of like a freeway with microbes. And our immune system does a pretty good job of protecting us but all of these things are trying to get to our cells because our cells are food. All living things are food for something else. We are food for bacteria and viruses and other microbes. So they're trying to get to our cells. So if they can get to our cells, all these encounters, a few of them slip through the immune system and get to our tissues and invade our cells, but brain cells, heart cells, muscle cells, everywhere, liver cells. And th this is really new science, uh, really within the past five years that we're starting to put this together. Wow. That 
this is happening. And if your cells are healthy, sometimes your cells can kill your microbes. You know, we think about the immune system protecting us. Our cells can defend themselves. But what happens really often is the microbes invade a cell and become dormant inside the cell. It's a really unique survival mechanism that all microbes have the ability to go dormant if conditions aren't just right for their survival. Mm -hmm. And I was reading the paper the other day that 60% of the biomass of all microbes on earth are are dormant at any given point in time. Mm -hmm. So dormancy is a really good survival mechanism wait it out until the food is available. And that's what happens. So if you can imagine all your tissues peppered with cells that have dormant microbes, your cells keep right on working. There may be even situations where the presence of the microbes is actually necessary for our cells to work. So we're still early in this research, right? Mm -hmm. But they're calling it the dormant blood and tissue microbiome. Yes, you have bacteria that are dormant in your red blood cells. So as long as you have good health habits, you're eating a great diet, you're getting plenty of sleep, you've got a clean environment, you get out and exercise every day, you're okay, especially when you're younger. Mm -hmm. But if those conditions aren't met, if you are in a situation of poor cellular health, that you know you're staying up late late at night, not eating a good diet, and and uh, you know just not doing the things that you need to do to stay healthy, then your cells are weakened. These microbes emerge and start attacking other cells. And when they do that, the immune system starts working against you because it sees these microbes emerging from cells in your body and goes, "Oh no!" And it starts attacking those cells. And that's what autoimmunity is. It's a key component of any chronic illness. So we have so many different illnesses because we all pick up different microbes. Different microbes invade different cells and different stress factors come together to stress cells differently. So it may be an eruption in your joints. It may be an eruption inside your brain. So that's why we have so many different diseases. But fundamentally, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I love this. So I, my brain's like a kid and I picture there's like a war going inside between the good guys and the bad guys. So I just need to keep the good guys fueled. So the bad guys are either dead or dormant. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so the strategy, true wellness is keeping your cells healthy and your microbes dormant. That's the key to wellness right there. Okay. So I feel like everyone knows, okay, there are some things we all need to do, eat better, sleep better, exercise, move our bodies, get some sunshine. But really, let's get into the herbs and the superfoods and the things that really move the needle, the things that really help us go next level with our health. Like, Talk to me about some of those. Like, What did you use for Lyme? What should we be using for autoimmune? And I know every body is different, but like, what are some of the adaptogenic things that we can be all adding to our diet? Like, I know for me, I do a ton of superfoods, a ton of supplements, but what are some of your must-haves? I know you have your own company. Feel free to shout them out. Just let us know, like, what are some go-tos that maybe most of the population is deficient in? Well, first of all, there are a lot of herbs out there. I have favorites of which I will share, but there are a lot of great herbs. I think, you know, where the focus is, is so many people are looking at herbs to do the same thing that drugs are doing. You know, like I have this symptom, so I want this herb because it's less toxic than this drug to take care of this symptom. Mm -hmm. And herbs don't work that well for that. 
Um, so some herbs do have more drug-like properties. So that's not really what I'm talking about here. So I'm sure most of your audience has probably heard the word adaptogen. Yeah. Um, so that class of herbs called adaptogens are very valuable. These are herbs that don't have drug-like properties. They're not going to be for taking to get rid of a symptom. They're to take to promote wellness. How they're doing that is protecting cells balancing hormones in the body, balancing immune system functions, and they provide antimicrobial properties. So this state of dormant microbes occurs in every living creature, animals, plants, everything. Mm -hmm. So plants don't have an immune system. They have a cellular defense system. Mm -hmm. So when we take an herb, we're getting hundreds, even thousands of chemicals that are affecting bacteria, protozoa, viruses, everything. But the really cool thing about the herbs is you're getting a system that has an intelligence about it. Antibiotics, you take an antibiotic, the problem with that is you take an antibiotic for two or three weeks and it'll wreck your gut because it destroys your normal flora, mm -hmm. which is one of your defense mechanisms. Your normal flora suppress pathogens in the gut and on the skin. Herbs don't do that. Plants have to take care of their friendly flora too. So when you take an herb, it selectively suppresses pathogens, but does not affect these friendly flora. Mm -hmm. That's why I was able to get away with taking herbs for 15 years. Right. So that's a really important part of understanding what the herbs are doing. Now, some herbs have stronger antimicrobial properties than others. And all herbs, you know, you, th you think about the plant, why it would produce these chemicals. So a plant is producing the spectrum of chemicals to manage stress factors, microbes, etc. in its environment. So plants from different environments are going to have a different spectrum of chemical protective phytochemicals to, to, that, you, that you're going to gain benefit. So taking multiple herbs can be really good. So if someone is healthy, you know, I do just basic herbs with basic antimicrobial properties, a lot of adaptogens. Some of my favorites are rhodiola, which is a really nice adaptogen for just uh, helping with physical and mental performance. Rishi, which is actually a mushroom. So medicinal mushrooms, we kind of throw into herbology too. Mm -hmm. It's an adaptogen, has some of the most potent anti-cancer properties on the planet. Uh, turmeric, everybody knows that one. That's the yellow curry and curry. Wonderful anti-inflammatory properties. Go-to cola is very good for brain function. Milk thistle, protecting the liver. We all in this very, very toxic world that we live in need to protect our liver oh, yeah. because we burn out liver cells from all the toxins, toxic substances we're exposed to through life. Mm -hmm. Hawthorne, great for the heart. And finally, shilajit, which is kind of an interesting herb from India that's good for gut function. And all it all has some just really wonderful revitalizing properties. So that's kind of the basic list for somebody who's healthy. But we can move on to other herbs that are a little bit more of a chronic illness situation. 
Okay. And I just want to add something, if you don't mind. If anyone's listening and you get overwhelmed, like you're writing this down, you're like, I have to take all of these at once. We're going to ask Dr. Bill Rawls about some sources of where to get them. But I know for me, I have powders that have all of these in one. So I'm only taking one to two drinks that have all of these superfoods and adaptogens. So I just want to make sure, Food Heals Nation, that you don't get overwhelmed by this conversation, that you're like, okay, it's all possible. And Dr. Bill and Allie are going to tell you how. All right, Dr. Rawls, please continue. All right. So... What I used in my recovery were herbs that have recognized antimicrobial properties. Again, all herbs have antimicrobial properties. That was a big eye-opener. You know, when I started looking at herbs like rhodiola and turmeric and others, it's like, has anybody looked to see if they have antimicrobial properties? And they do. Mm-hmm. But there are select things that we started out in using in Lyme disease. So my uh, list of these herbs is Japanese knotweed, uh, which is a great antimicrobial. It's also a great source of resveratrol, the life-enhancing substance that you get from wine and grapes. Mm -hmm. Japanese knotweed, the herb, is a better source. Andrographis, that's an herb from India. Uh, And the flu, the, the story goes that in the flu of 1918 that killed so many millions of people, Mm -hmm. the lowest death rate was an area in India where the people were consuming andrographis and they found that it had wonderful antiviral properties. It's also really good for the gut. So it's, it's a nice herb. Cat's claw, that's a classic herb used for Lyme disease, but it was also used traditionally for arthritis and, and uh, brain function and a whole lot of other things. Again, these herbs are protecting cells. Mm -hmm. So it's not just antimicrobial that they're doing. Chinese skullcap is a wonderful herb for balancing immune functions. Some of your other mushrooms like cordyceps and lion's mane are also great for brain function. So we have a list of some wonderful herbs that we can take. And I, I, you know, these probably, I, I took these for a long time. It's not like you take these for a couple of months. I took these for probably a five-year period. Yeah. But now I kind of reserve those for when I need them. Like I get a viral illness or I'm just really stressed or something like that. Sure. Um, interestingly, several of these herbs were part of a Johns Hopkins study study a few years back that they looked at these herbs to see if they actually killed the Borrelia bacteria associated with Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And they did it as a test tube study because they wanted to eliminate any effect that the herbs might have on the immune system. Turns out that the herbs work better than the antibiotics that we're typically using. Wow! But they took those same herbs and they found that they were just as good for Bartonella, which is another kind of bacteria, Babesia, which is a protozoa. And back around March of 2020, when COVID was coming down the pikes and they were saying, well, we don't have drugs, we don't have vaccines, Mm -hmm. good luck. Um, (laughs) You know, I went straight to the, to the, the research to PubMed and started looking for studies that had been done on herbs and SARS virus. So we knew a lot because back in the other SARS epidemics in the early 2000s, they had looked at herbs that had activity against that virus. Mm -hmm. And so we can assume, well, those are probably good for um, COVID too. Here's the surprise. There were a lot of herbs, a lot of great herbs, ginger and many others, but 
these same ones that we'd been using for Lyme disease, Japanese knotweed, Chinese skullcap, andrographis, they kept popping up on that list huh. as being active against SARS virus. And it's like, yeah, that's great. So not to say it would have completely cured someone with COVID, but it probably could have been a dent in it. And if we had used herbs a whole lot more than we did, we probably would have seen a, a much lower death rate. But unfortunately, that was suppressed. Food Heals Nation, I've got some super special announcements and discounts from our friends at Organifi. I don't know how long this is going to last, so go check it out right now. Of course, you know it's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. Right now, you can get pure for free, a 30 count of travel packs when you purchase the Sunrise to Sunset Kit. Plus, you get my 20% off as always, plus you get free shipping. If you want to learn more about Organifi, I went straight to the source for you. Here is a clip from my interview with Mae Steigler, CEO of Organifi. Roll it, Roxy. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with the CEO of Organifi. You remember her from multiple episodes of Food Heals. It's Mae Steigler. And we're talking about adaptogens. And adaptogens from plants like herbs and roots and mushrooms help keep our bodies in balance. So May, how do adaptogens support women's hormone health specifically? It's all about balance. And I love the innate intelligence that our bodies have. Uh, we are constantly maintaining or consistently maintaining homeostasis, which is this basically balanced state of hormones. And our, our hormones are in kind of this cascading rhythm. Uh, our endocrinology works in these um, kind of start-stop patterns, all very, very interrelated. As a woman, we have much more complex hormone dynamics than men do. And so even more so importantly, supporting our bodies, balancing and staying in this state of homeostasis, adaptogens specifically support the body doing this by mitigating stress. And stress is kind of the um, you know, a, a big way of saying anything in our environment, um, in our even psychology that's creating challenges. It could be toxins from um, chemicals we have maybe in, in the air or in products that we use on our skins, or maybe inflammatory foods that we're eating that our body's consistently dealing with. And it's, and it's amazing what our bodies can do. But specifically, in a product I love, uh, Harmony, that we created is an adaptogen-focused formulation for women women's hormone balancing. And in there, we've got chasberry, shatavari, stinging nettle, um, these really important kind of detoxing um, key ingredients and, and adaptogens that support the body staying in balance. So you can really nourish your body with great superfoods and adaptogens to help it stay in homeostasis and to support it balancing out the challenges, whether it's the environment or the foods we eat, um, or again, like stressful work situations that are causing um, just extra challenge today more than ever. Um, and I really, yeah. really appreciate being able to blend these foods to help with hormone balance in particular. Yeah. And it's something that's very important for women and men, but I love this blend for women's hormone health. I appreciate that. And the other thing I have to say that I love about Harmony is it tastes so good. It tastes like- It's like chocolate, dark right? 
<laughs> yes, it's like dark chocolate. So I'll mix it in a smoothie. I'll drink it alone or I'll mix it in a smoothie or I'll mix it with a coffee drink or like um, yes. one of my mushroom coffee drinks. And it is just the perfect addition. And I don't have to feel guilty like, oh, I'm having chocolate. It's like my guilt-free chocolate. I love it. It's a healthy hormone hot chocolate that is such a kind of fun, easy to integrate either AM or PM morning or evening routine for myself, really supporting in PMS symptoms or just um, just hormone balancing in general as a woman. So love it. Amazing. Well, thank you for bringing that product to our attention. Food Heals Nation, you can get your Harmony 20% off at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. Also, make sure you check out that site regularly because we add lots of amazing discounts and specials and giveaways to that page regularly as well. May, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and this is not a political show. We don't have to talk about why that is, but I think that is um, the problem in the modern day is that when we know these things work, they threaten big pharma profits, and therefore they're not talked about on the news that are sponsored by big pharma. But um, can you tell me a little bit, anything about what you think around COVID now and what we can do when we get it? It obviously seems like not in March of 2020, as you mentioned, when it was the world was shutting down. And I don't know, people thought if you touched or hugged a friend, you're going to kill them. And we don't feel that way anymore. Times have certainly changed. But if someone gets COVID today, what do you have a healing protocol for them? Or what do you recommend some of the herbs that we just mentioned? Yeah, some of the herbs we just mentioned. I did get vaccinated. I got one vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson, mm -hmm. and I was able to avoid it a long time. I finally caught it one Christmas from my brother. I took my herbs, same herbs that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and I had basically mild cold symptoms for about 36 hours. That was it. That's great to hear. And, and here's the deal. This thing of covid I've had to ask that question, why is it that half the population isn't getting sick? And it comes back to this thing that when we look at this SARS virus compared to the others, it was not nearly as virulent. So the death rate with the previous SARS epidemics was anywhere from 10 to 30%. This one is more like 1%. And so it's not, so we have other coronaviruses that circulated. I think in a lot of cases, it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. We have a lot of people, 60% of the American population is, is defined as being having a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. So we have, most of our population has really poor cellular health. So everybody has these this this dormant microbiome. And I think for a lot of people, many of the people that I've counseled, it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, it um, they got COVID and that tipped them over the edge. And it caused not only, you know, that the, the, this this virus, the SARS virus started ravaging their system. They had reactivation of everything else, too. Right. And long COVID is when that happens chronically. So chronic long COVID isn't just SARS virus. It's Epstein-Barr and a range of everything, other things that are being reactivated. Um, fortunately, we have had some good results with people with long COVID with these herbal protocols, too. Well, that's great to hear. Um, and I think that was kind of the problem was the the belief that COVID was the killer when in fact it was 
all of the chronic diseases and obesity and all the things that people were already suffering from. And this was just the catalyst to the next level of unfortunately um, them becoming sicker and activating the sickness. And so it's so unfortunate that we've kind of been believed that it was something it wasn't, but I do believe that like everything else, it's healable and reversible. But like stage four cancer, it may not be. It depends on how far gone we are and everybody is different. Yeah. But there are these amazing healing protocols and um, herbs out there that can absolutely help. And for me, I've never had COVID. I haven't been sick since the pandemic started. And obviously I could be an anomaly or it could be, be because I take my adaptogens. I take my herbs. I take my supplements every day of my life. And I pride myself on that because it's a part of my wellness routine because my goal is to not get sick because my parents died of chronic disease. My parents died of lifestyle-related diseases. And so I don't want that to be me. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's true. And, and, and I, I don't necessarily think the medical establishment is hiding something or lying. The problem is that medical science, the medical establishment is viewing illness through the lens of pharmaceutical solutions. And as long as we're doing that, we, you know, wellness just doesn't, isn't a practical part of the equation, Mm -hmm. but they are so ingrained in that particular view. I mean, it took me a terrible chronic illness to throw me out of that particular mindset. Right. And, you know, now that I'm there, it's, you know, it's impossible to go back, but I can see how people get stuck in that. Yeah, of course. It's what you grew up on. My father was certainly like, uh, whatever my doctor says go goes and whatever little Allie says, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a young college student at the time trying to make him drink green juice with garlic. He was like, I'm good. Right. Like, this isn't going to cure my liver cancer. And I'd be like, yes, it is. And so I totally get it. And especially for you, you went to school for this and you're not being taught wellness and nutrition, right? Right. Yeah. You know, I'd that that's an observation I always always made, you know. I mean, I've, I did everything wrong through most of my medical career. Medical school didn't teach me how to take care of my own health. Right, and it actually made your health worse by those long hours that it breaks my heart that people have to work who are there to help people, <laughs> and they can't help themselves. You know, it's changed a lot now, but at that point in time, I saw a uh, a scary statistic that. The lowest lifespan of professions in the country were physicians and radiologists because of x-ray exposure and obstetricians because of not sleeping were the worst. Wow. That is such a tragedy. People in the field who are there to help people are going to die before the people that are there to help if they don't learn how to take care of themselves. And if they're living with lack of sleep, I think that can kill you faster than, you know, nutrition if you're not sleeping. Yep, for sure. So you've got um, healing protocols. You've got the cellular wellness solution. You have multiple books. Take me through some of the resources that you have available for people who want to learn more. I know if we buy the book on Amazon and send you our receipt, you send us resources. Tell me about some of the resources that people can get from you. Well, again, writing was my therapy. So (laughs) I started writing for my patients. I used to write these handouts and my patients were constantly getting flooded with stuff that I wrote. Um, so I've written several books, and each book has been kind of a stage in my journey as where where my knowledge was at that point. So in 2017, I published the Unlocking Lyme book, 
which really the purpose, it was what I knew at that time. But even then I was seeing Lyme disease differently than other physicians and recognizing how important the herbs were. Um, this latest book is where I've come to since then. Um, so it's a taking all those concepts that I learned about this dormant microbiome and, you know, and, and how the herbs are actually working and putting them into practice. So again, it's like four books. Um, the first book is that concept of cellular wellness, which I think is, is core to anything. And it really explains any chronic illness, any aging. I mean, you, you know, you ask me a question about any chronic illness and I can explain it from that point of view. Mm -hmm. And I can explain aging from that point of view. The second book is kind of an, a manual, an alternative manual on herbs, looking at it from a Western science point of view. Now, I studied all the herbal, ancient herbal traditions, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, all of them. But they, to, to me, from my brain, I had to have it in Western science. I had to see, you know, what is the chemistry of this herb? How is it affecting our physiology? So it's more from that respect. The fourth book is just what everybody should be doing as far as diet and environment and lifestyle, a third book. And then the fourth book is applying it to specific areas like uh, joints, heart, brain, et cetera. Got it. And so that's all over at cellularwellness.com. And then what are some of the resources you have? So I know it says that if I order at Amazon, I'll get some bonuses. I'll get the cellular wellness workbook and a guide to green zone herbs. These sound fascinating to me. What will people get? They buy it on Amazon and then claim their extras. Oh, you got more down here. Herbal safety spectrum chart and getting started with herbs e-series. Thank you for all these, by the way. Yeah, we just wanted to pull some extra things that people might be use may might be able to use and things, you know, once a book is written, it stops, it's static. And you know, I've my journey has even come a long way since 6 months ago when I when I first finished the book. Um so that's an opportunity to uh just keep going on that journey and keep sharing information. And that journey continues. You know, I'm, I'm trying to convey these messages out on social media as much as I can, because I think they're so remarkably important. This is information that every person ought to know. And through writing that we publish through our, our, our uh, supplement company website. So there's a, there's a lot of ways to get the information. Yes. So that is vitalplanstore.vitalplan.com, correct? Yes. Okay, great. And then I followed you on Instagram earlier. We've got the Instagram.com slash vital plan. And then you've also got Rawls MD. And you you answer questions on there. You talk about what's going on. And, and I think that's such a beautiful resource for people who, if you want to scroll on Instagram, people, at least add some people, some doctors, so you can stop the scroll and get some great health information. That's all my scroll is these days. So... <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, thank you. I, I'm relatively new to Instagram. It was always intimidating because you've got to say something that's worthwhile in, in you know, one and a half to three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 
that was, that was really challenging, but I have mastered it and I'm actually enjoying it. And it's actually been good for me because I tend to be long winded and now I can get it down into those sound bites that, um, you know, just that little tidbit that can change the way somebody is thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And it could lead someone, the the little bite-sized nugget could lead someone to buy the book and change their whole life. So it's going to help so many people and you have nailed it. You're doing a great job. I watched a bunch earlier today before our interview. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Rawls, but we're not done. We went on to talk about a bunch of health headlines and we answered your questions. So stay tuned for part two of my interview with Dr. Rawls. In the meantime, if you're ready to get the book, head on over to cellularwellness.com and you can get the book, The Cellular Wellness Solution. And also you can go to Amazon, buy it there, and you can get all of these extras by sharing your receipt. Um, He also has his store. You can go to store.vitalplan.com and you can see all of the health and wellness products that Dr. Rawls offers. And of course, you can use the discount code FOODHEALS and you'll get 15% off your order. You can also check out his chronic illness community and that's at Rawls R-A-W-L-S-M-D.com. And you can follow him on Instagram at instagram.com slash vital plan or instagram.com slash Rawls MD. Again, R-A-W-L-S-M-D. Same thing with Twitter and Facebook, Rawls MD or vital plan. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.